So welcome back. I'm Anne-Marie Eigner. Um, I am the host of Truck Tales, which is produced by Food Truck Ventures uh, and sponsored by Roll by ADP, uh, which is small business payroll made easy. You can do it from your phone. Check them out, rollbyadp.com. And we have spoken uh, to this group that we're about to speak to again, a different person from the group um, over the past few months, because they do great work uh, as it pertains to food trucks. The Institute for Justice, um, we've spoken to them about some of the um, studies uh, that they have done um, and fascinating. You should check them out. Institute for Justice. Is it .com or .org? IJ.org is our website. IJ.org. Um, we're now about to speak to Megan Forbes, um, who I have been had the pleasure of working with um, over the last couple of months. Um, lure, trying to lure her uh, to help us with uh, Massachusetts. But before she does that, um, Megan, if you don't mind, uh, fill us in on what IJ does. Sure, Amory, and thank you so much for having me on today. The Institute for Justice is a national nonprofit public interest law firm. We work to protect civil liberties, including economic liberty, and our work to help food trucks is part of a national street vending initiative that we have, where we work to challenge and reform anti-competitive laws that harm street vendors' ability to earn a living. And you've done that it, it, since I've known you, maybe even more than, than these two, but you've done that in uh, Utah and you've done that in Georgia. Would you mind just letting us know what you did in those two states and whether there were any other efforts elsewhere? Sure, and so um, on the legislative front, we have worked in a couple of states um, to help support reforms at state legislatures to make it easier for food trucks to start their businesses and run their businesses. And in Utah, um, we worked with a group called the Libertas Institute and the Food Truck League, and um, we helped support legislation there um, that created licensing recognition of food truck licenses, where a food truck could get one license and then have it recognized statewide, as opposed to having to get local licenses in every jurisdiction where they operate. Um, we've also worked in other states, just recently in Georgia, we helped support a reform there that created local health permit licensing reciprocity. Um, so, you, so food trucks in Georgia are required to get a health permit in every county where they're operating. Um, prior to this reform, um, that was the requirement. Now they're able to um, have one permit recognized statewide for, for their health permits. And anybody who knows me or has listened to uh, our podcast over the last couple of years knows uh, that in Massachusetts, having to get a permit for each community, which is the way it is now, 352 cities and towns. You've, many people have heard me say uh, there are 352 different prices, different permit fees, different uh, sets of regulations. It's really um, difficult to function. I think one of the premises of IJ's work is that these are food trucks are all small businesses. Um, why make it more difficult for them? Um, I should uh, let you explain uh, what your premise is when you do help out, because I'd like to also talk about what we're about to do and what we're trying to do in Massachusetts as well. 
Sure. Well, food trucks offer a great avenue for entrepreneurship. You're right. They're small businesses. Um, a lot of times people experimenting with the food scene, um, wanting to get into the food scene, and it offers this accessible avenue for entrepreneurship. Um, but the problem that we see is a lot of times once people start their food truck businesses, they encounter regulatory roadblocks at every turn. A lot of times these roadblocks are redundant. We see them in every single local a locality where food trucks are operating, you see them at the state level. And a lot of times it's it's outdated. It's just regulations that haven't been um, contemplated with this model of food trucks that we're seeing where a truck is operating across the state in different jurisdictions. Um, so we like to share our research um, and, and share information about positive reforms that we've seen in other places and work to try to change the laws to make them a little bit more friendly and fair for food trucks so they can operate without these hurdles in place. Do you run into resistance? We do. We do. A lot of times local governments want to have um, complete control over what's happening in their locality and don't like the idea of, of um, streamlining licensing and regulations um, in a more uniform way, such as at the state level or creating reciprocity. Uh, we also see um, sometimes resistance from from restaurants um, that are concerned about the competition, but we've seen through our research that the presence of food trucks actually helps restaurants. It, it creates a more positive food scene that, that helps everyone. Um, so, so we do run into some opposition uh, and it's something that we have to work through everywhere where we work on legislative reform. We're talking with Megan Forbes um, from the Institute for Justice, ij.org. Um, really worth checking out if you're interested in what's going on in the food truck industry around the country. But now let's talk about Massachusetts. We are going to try uh, to make some changes in Massachusetts. And how do you go about doing that, Megan? We are interested in working to streamline fire inspections in Massachusetts and fire permits. Um, what we're hearing from food trucks in Massachusetts is that they're having to get a fire permit in many local jurisdictions where they're operating. And, and this isn't about, um, about cutting safety in any way. Um, it's about smarter regulation um, and creating a streamlined process where food trucks would just have to get one fire permit and complete statewide inspections as opposed to having to get permitted and, and inspected in every single local jurisdiction where they're operating. So that's what we're hopeful that we can try to accomplish in Massachusetts to make it a little bit easier through smarter regulation um, for food trucks to operate. And Food Truck Ventures, our organization, as well as some of the trucks are, are working with you. It's a lofty goal, but a, a logical one. And um, you will be reaching out to legislators in the Commonwealth as well um, to find a basically a, cooperate, a cooperative way uh, to make this happen. That's what's happening in, um, in Rhode Island, isn't it? Yes, Rhode Island has streamlined their licensing and, and inspections. Um, they're, they're one state that has taken some steps in the right direction. I think there's still a little bit more work to do in Rhode Island too, um, but, but they have taken a step in the right direction toward trying to encourage the regulations to be streamlined for food trucks. Uh, and you're right, it is, it's something where we have to work 
um, through legislators who represent food trucks. We encourage food trucks to reach out to their legislators and share their experiences and the struggles that they've had. Um, we understand that this can be really difficult to have to go through the inspection and permitting process that's very redundant in, in all these different jurisdictions. And it's really important to make sure that legislators hear these stories and know how um, going to this this more streamlined approach could, could be beneficial for food trucks and for customers that want to frequent them. Well, God, from your lips to God's ear, let's hope uh, that it works and uh, we'll certainly be working with you and we'll certainly be staying in touch uh, uh, on this podcast, keeping our, uh, our audience updated. Thanks so much. We've been talking with Megan Forbes uh, from the Institute for Justice on possible efforts to change legislation in Massachusetts as it pertains to food trucks. But again, if people are interested in reaching out to you, what's the best way to do that, Megan? You can email me. My email address is mforbes at ij.org. I'd be happy to talk more with you about our effort in Massachusetts and our efforts elsewhere. Thank you Great. for having or, me. Or email me, Marie at foodtruckventures.com. Um, again, thanks so much, Megan Forbes, for, for talking with us. and. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Roll by ADP. Your payroll can be made as easy as just sending a text. We have the pleasure now of talking to a, a couple um, who have really, who really need our thoughts and our help during Thanksgiving week. Um, and they don't want that help and those thoughts to stop when Thanksgiving is over. But remind, re, this reminds me certainly of how much I have to be thankful for. Um, we're speaking now to Michelle and Shane Coleman, who run a truck called Uncle Frank's Hot Dogs. They're in Southwest Florida. Yes. And not only were they impacted by Ian, but they're, they've got another storm coming. So it just this doesn't seem right. But um, both of you, tell, tell me now, first of all, thanks for taking the time to, to talk to us. Tell us. Oh, thanks for having us. Life was going along fine, <laughs> even even through the hurricane, you were able to function, correct? Sure. Yep. Um, and tell tell us a little bit what how you uh, what you did during you know right after the hurricane, Ian, um, and then we'll get to what happened to you and and where you need the help now. So actually, as the hurricane. Right up until the hurricane came, we were working, we were out full force doing what we do, serving food. And uh, the hurricane came on Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, we had, and we were stocked up and ready to go because we knew right after the hurricane, people were going to be in need. So we were all set and ready to go. I had signed up uh, to um, go out and feed the linemen. A lot yeah. of our um, fellow food truckers are feeding all the linemen and everything out there. So we had um, planned on doing that. So we were all stocked up, ready to go. And then Thursday morning, we go out. There's six foot of water in the road. The truck, which is parked halfway up the driveway, is in four foot of water. Can't go anywhere. That's it. Um, really? And the hurricane moved so slow. And where we're located, it's the uh, we come out to six foot of water that morning, but it kept coming up. So by Saturday, 
the Mayaka River, I guess it, it crested and it's, it's not that close to us. It's just the way that it flows through here. It had crested at like 12 and a half foot. So that's, almost, that's almost over the, over the truck. Right. Yeah. That's uh, so we weren't going anywhere. And uh, the water started to recede by the following week. And uh, I knew right away, let's get everything drained out of the truck. So we took a day, drained all the fluids, got the truck running again. The following day, we took that day, got everything clean so we could start operating. So as soon as we were able, it took us a week before the waters had gone down, the truck was clean and ready to finally start going out again, that we, we made it, we, you know, and we say we, we kind of crushed along because even when I got it running, the transmission was not happy. And I had drained the fluid out of that, put new fluid in it, got, got it running, but. Sometimes first year didn't yeah, want to. Yeah, didn't want to. So it we did what we could do, but at the end of the day, it just stopped. So a week after. Even, even without a hurricane, even without a hurricane, mobile food kitchens are, are, are testy. They're, you know, even without a yeah. hurricane. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. They are. So, uh. We got it out. We were able to do what we could, and we did. We the one we were able to do one event. We we oh, fed. We partnered up with the local ice cream truck, and we had. I mean, I'll tell you what. Huge ice cream, great, great such time. a great time we had, and we didn't charge a thing. We fed four hundred people that day, and we had such a great time. The people turnout, must have been so happy to see we, you. Yeah, when you see the thankfulness that comes out of these people, it is it is you know. And it was like, listen, we're doing hot dogs and potato chips because we're trying to feed everybody as quick as we could in soda and they were like hey you know what this is awesome thank you so much as long as it's not an mre because everybody at that point's living on mres uh, and i'm so sure they, they were i read somewhere they were happy to have a warms anything anything yeah, yeah. and i'm telling we i mean a lot we felt bad because we ran out and i think we were playing six to eight and we ran out yeah by 7 15. we had so served we, 400 meals so we were in an hour and 15 free, minutes free coupons you know like a uh, card with a free meal on it so they could and come the, up and and then what happened so it was uh within the next couple of days that 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 was it the insurance company had already told us that the truck was going to be a total loss because of the amount of water that it had taken, but we were still gonna, we were, we were gonna run it, so we couldn't run it anymore. And it's like shortly thereafter, the transmission, that was it. It just didn't want to do anything else. So, so uh, we did do one more event. We did, we did, we did an event with the chamber. That was it. That was the same thing. We had a, another local company donated, they yeah. fed another, another 100 people that day. I mean, with we, us and Decker Plumbing and yeah, another local company here. Well, God, God bless you for for your intentions, but now people need to help you. What, well, what, we, what's the situation now, and how so, can people help? So they took the truck. So we're we're pretty much at a loss with that. And when the thing when you have the truck, that's they it. They took the appliance, everything they goes take, with it. They take it all. And of Everything's course the attached. insurance companies aren't really yeah. paying a fraction of what the truck was really worth and what we had actually insured it for. You know, we have it insured at a certain amount, but they don't they don't want to give you that. They don't honor that. Yeah. No. So no, they give you about half of what we had it insured for. 
and like a quarter of what it's so done. it's uh so now you're i mean you're literally starting from the ground up it's like starting all over again you've got this little bit of seed money to start all over because that's all you got and, and so now we, what are you what are you starting all over with a new truck a trailer what are you doing so we're going into a trailer um with the thought that if you're in a trailer if something happens to the truck that you're pulling it with you can always rent a vehicle to pull it so at least we can still keep the trailer going if something happens to it to a truck um but you also have to get a truck that can pull it which we're going to pick up tomorrow so our, hopefully our, yeah hopefully that all works out tomorrow and we'll get a truck but we're we halfway our, through the trailer yeah we lost our personal vehicle yeah. also so it's we're starting all the way over goodness gracious well as i said it, it's a good time for all of us to remember how much people like you are not only doing for other people, but how much you need the help it's yourself. Tell, tell us, and for those who are listening, anybody who might wanna help or might wanna contribute, um, I know that you have a um, GoFundMe, uh, you have a Venmo, you have a Cash App, Scannable. How can people find you and how can they be helpful, please? So we have uh, our Facebook is Uncle Frank's Hot Dogs. Um, and we do not have a GoFundMe. My, our son-in-law had put one up before we had gotten the truck started. But when we got the truck started, um, you know, I want him to take that down um, because Shane and I have always been in the, where, in the position where we would help other people and our kids have um, taken that on as well. So for us to accept the help is very, very hard for us. It's not just, it's just not in our nature. So um, I had him take that down. Well, but, Michelle, uh, Michelle, we're gonna we're gonna try to help, yeah. wh whether you like it or not. Um, I, it is it is the season for people to be helpful. I know I would like to help, and I want you to tell me and others how we can help. So the best uh, the best way that I was able to come up with was a Venmo. I have uh, Venmo and Cash App. And what's the other one? Zelle. And your ve your Venmo address is what? Um, you have to pull that up for me. Where would I find that at? That is on my from the Facebook page. It's on the Facebook page. Okay. I see Zelle, but I don't see uh, um, a Venmo address. Why don't we just refer people to your Facebook? And why don't you yeah. put up your your um, how people can help on Facebook? So yeah. is that Facebook at Uncle Frank's Hot Dogs? Correct. Is it Hot Dogs or Hot Dog? I think it hot is dogs. Hot Dogs with, with an S. Plural. Okay. We're speaking to um, Michelle and Shane Coleman, who run Uncle Frank's Hot Dog Hot Dogs um, in Central Southwest Florida, um, and. Not only have they been helping people in their area, but now they need some help. So um, we're gonna try to figure out a way to get that information out to people. Um, and Uncle Frank's hot dogs um, yeah. could use a little could use a little love over the coming uh, holiday season. So let's keep that in mind. Both of you are angels, you're saints. And we wish you nothing but the best, especially a great holiday season. And hope to spread the word a little bit and spread the love a little bit. And uh, 
God bless you, really. Thank and you. can we just say how much we really appreciate you and everyone like you that's going out of their way to just get the word out that there's so much going on. There is a lot of need. There is. And we really do appreciate all of you guys out there well, yeah. that are doing back, what you're doing. Back back to you. I'm, I'm, I'm warm and dry. And, uh, you know, we, just <laughs> think, we think about all the people in Florida who are not. And uh, we really we think about you a lot. And hopefully this will help a little bit. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you guys.